How's it going, everybody? This is Chris. Welcome to episode five, the final episode of Phoenix Resurrects Lapsed here. Um, probably not the last episode of Resurrects Lapsed in general. We will probably be, uh, well, uh, resurrecting it uh, sometime down the line to cover the return of Wolverine, which I don't know how he came back. I know he's back. I've seen him, but I don't know how he came back. I know how he died. That was kind of uh, unsatisfying, but... uh. I guess we'll get there when we get there. I don't know what the next Sunday series is going to be, but uh, that's something to lose sleep over another day. Let's get into today's book. This is Phoenix Resurrection, The Return of Jean Grey, number five. Had a March 2018 cover date. Our story is called Chapter 5, Be Thou Those Ends. Hmm, okay. Written by Matthew Rosenberg with pencils by Lionel Francis Yu and Joe Bennett. Inks by Jerry Allen Gillen and... Bellardino Bravo. Colors, Rachel Rosenberg. Led his VCs, Travis Lanham. Edits, Harrington Robinson, Shan Panizia, and Sabolski with a special thank you to Axel Alonso. This has a $5 cover price and went on sale January 31st of 2018. Now we pick up pretty much exactly where we left off last issue. We got old man Logan. He's about to enter the Elsewhere Diner. And he's there to uh, talk to Miss Jean Grey. And he's somehow able to make contact with her, uh... Maybe whatever it is that stopped her from being able to see him outside the diner isn't present inside the diner? I don't know. Whatever the case, he chats her up. And they have a fairly frustrating conversation where Jean tries to figure out why this weird man is so familiar to her. Their hands meet on the counter after Jean delivers Logan's coffee, and, uh, well, this isn't taken too kindly by Annie, who tells the old man to take a hike. To which... Like you do, he uh, slices her throat out with his razor-sharp and unbreakable adamantium claws. I'll give you the caption version since the books no longer will. Now, Jean, as you might imagine, is pretty freaked out by this scene that she just watched play out before her. From here, single-page spread of creds. So, uh, we didn't need two pages of credits here, and big thumbs up for that. We resume, and we're outside with the amalgamated X-Men color guard. And they're all wondering where, they, where that great big flaming bird got off to, and uh, then the ground beneath them begins to quake, so something's going on. Back inside, Jean is reading Logan the Riot Act for, you know, murdering her friend, and as far as she knows, an innocent woman. Then, suddenly, Annie stands up, and, uh, well, she's perfectly fine. Logan tells uh, Jean that not everything's as it seems, and, uh, well, then insults her coffee, which apparently tastes like some sort of bodily afterproduct, though we're not sure which. Jean and Logan then look each other in the eye, and, uh, bada-bing, bada-boom, Jean's memories begin flooding back. 
And I gotta say, uh, it kind of annoys me that Wolverine is the cure-all here. And I know that the real Cyclops is dead right now, but this just feels all sorts of wrong and, and kind of forced. I, if you listen to, uh, you know, Vanilla X-Lapsed, you'll know that uh, the Wolverine and Jean pairing is just not, not my favorite. So anytime I see it kind of being pushed, I'm going to react poorly to it. Anyway, that said, Jean's memory is returning... And as it does, the diner bursts into flames. It's, it's as though she can finally see everything that's going on around her. So, basically, there's nothing but fire. All the constructs are gone. And so, the next time we see her, she trots through the smoke and fire in a, in a new-look Phoenix outfit. Which, I tell you what, it's a very, very striking color combination here. It's, it's a black outfit with the accents are red. It's it's really cool to look at. I, I kind of wish it stuck around rather than that weird, horrible thing that she wore in X-Men Red. She then leaps toward the X-Men, landing like Doomsday jumping into Metropolis, and she greets her friends, and she's also taken aback by how young Cyclops is because, you know, it's the other Cyclops, the young one, the one that uh, stuck around way too long. Just then... The Phoenix shows up. Also Annie. Jean confronts Annie, telling her that, uh, hey, you died as a child. And Annie's all, eh, no big. Because with the power of the Phoenix, Jean could bring them all back. To which we see Jean's parents and a whole bunch of notables and not-so-notables that Jean could very well bring back should she decide to merge with the Phoenix. And one Scott Summers is among the group. Jean refuses, claiming that the Phoenix has nothing more to offer her. But then, the actual Cyclops walks onto the scene. And this is the one with that horrible-looking post-Avengers vs. X-Men head sock. You know, the one where it's like actually an X over his eyes. Yeah, that one. I mean, they've put Cyclops in some pretty unfortunate costumes from time to time, but that one definitely takes the cake here. Upon seeing Scott, Jean makes a rather... Unfortunate face, which uh, you kind of have to see to believe. It's very, very unfortunate. Then she swipes Scott away, telling him back off. She then comes around to the idea that, uh, wait a minute, this Scott is not a mental trick, but it's the actual fella. And so, over the next handful of pages, we get a sort of confusing, sort of touching, sort of irritating husband and wife reunion. Jean apologizes for not being able to save him then or now. But she can't merge with the Phoenix, even if that means she won't be able to bring Scott back. And Scott understands. Then Jean suggests that, uh, you know what? They might both be better off dead. They tell each other that they, that they love each other, they kiss, and then Scott drops to the ground dead. Jean then turns to the Phoenix as though to ask, is that all you got? From here... We enter our endgame, and uh, you guys know I've loved this series to this point, right? I've been, I've probably been overly positive about this one. It's something that I've actually gotten a little bit of feedback on being too positive about this one. But, and I hate to say it, our endgame here is rather unsatisfying. Basically, Gene spends several pages telling the Phoenix, no, go away. That, that, that's it. We do get some neat visuals. We see Jean in some different costumes. We see both her, uh, you know, dark and original recipe Phoenix outfit. 
We see her X-Factor gear, her Morrison New X-Men one, um, the Neil Adams one that she'll readopt for Hox Pox Docs. We don't see uh, the, you know, the Jim Lee stuff, but, I mean, he only had so many panels here, right? Now, the Phoenix, Phoenix is kind of annoyed, and it's all, you know, if we don't merge, you're eventually going to really die, and all your friends are going to die, too. And Jean says, uh, yeah, I know, now go away. And so it does. Just like that. We close out the issue and the series with Jean knelt on the ground in front of a dead Cyclops, surrounded by Old Man Logan, Kitty, Beast, Iceman, and Storm. Beast welcomes her home, and that's it. No epilogue, no nothing. Just a note on the back cover to read X-Men Red for the next appearance of Jean Grey. Which I did. And that doesn't feel like much of an epilogue to this either. And that's, uh... I don't know, is it a good thing that I want more? Is that a positive? That I would like more of this story? It feels like it's not done. Oh, man. Well, let's talk about what we do get here, okay? We, we, For me, personally, we do not get a satisfying ending. And, you know, a lot of the things that I'm a fan of aren't really known for their ability to give... Their consumers, their receivers, their fans Satisfying conclusions And it's something that we, or I Go into things expecting, right? I expect to be let down I expect to have my expectations not met Or maybe my expectations are that I'm just not going to be satisfied Now besides comics, like I'll play video games on occasion um, as much as I hate to say it, I still watch professional wrestling. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like none of these are really viewed as high art to the mainstream. And, uh, it's like if you're disappointed by any of them, uh, you get this feeling and or response as if to say, well, it's insert hobby here. What did you expect? You know, it's comics. What did you expect? It's only comics. I think I'm so used to being disappointed by endings, conclusions, and revelations that uh, they just kind of happen to me. And I don't devote like a whole lot of brain space to dwelling on them. It's just like, okay, done, next thing, let's do it. Then there are some things that I enjoy that they always get me, right? I'll actually buy in, and I'll expect something more. I could watch... The same episode of The Twilight Zone for the 800th time, right? In the first 10 minutes of it, it's like, oh, I'm all in. I'm all in. It's gonna. This is going to be great. Even though I've seen it, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of times before. And then that third act hits, and it's like, oh. Oh, it's aliens. Or, oh, it was humans all along. And you, and you kick yourself, or I kick myself for, like, for letting myself buy in. And that is probably the closest comparison that I can make to the Return of Jean Grey miniseries Because the first three and a half issues of it, I was all in If you guys have listened to these previous episodes, you'll know I was all in on this I was way, way positive on this Last issue, issue four, the veneer started to crack a little bit it was as though the story remembered that it's just a comic book. And it had to change from being very atmospheric, very mysterious, very eerie, very uncanny, 
and it had to it had to do that pivot and turn back into a comic book. And here with this uh, fifth and final issue, we're we're you know we're hundred percent into into just like comic book melodrama, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I you know I came into the X Men during the nineties, which were very very angsty. And uh, we still had the Claremont hangover where it was very, very soap operatic. Loved it. This, though, I don't know what I was expecting. But, you know, several pages of Gene just saying, Go away, Phoenix. Go away, bird. And then the Phoenix saying, Okay, I'm out of here. That wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> um, I wanted something more. Um, but... It's comics, right? It, what was I expecting? And now I understand why so many folks, when I started this uh, little side series, were um, kind of like, ooh, really? <laughs> you know? A lot of folks were very um, disinterested and uh, told me to prepare, f- prepare not to be impressed. And so when I was way, way impressed with the first several issues, it was, uh, I was confused. I was thinking, I was wondering if I was reading something different because I was just so taken by it. Just thought it was such a, such a great story for an era of X-Books that I really didn't care for. And even to the point where, the use of the blue and the gold characters here made me want to go back and give them another shot. Even though they're what drove me from these books in the first place, I was going to give them another shot based on the strength of this miniseries. And, I mean, I'm, I'm still interested in doing that. Um, because even though I'm a bit let down by this ending... I would say that the the series as a whole, I would call it a net positive, um, because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It didn't meet my expectations, but I don't even know what my expectations are at this point, right? I did enjoy it. Even this issue, as much as I don't like the you know the Logan X Machina, right, where it's always got to be Wolverine, you know, doing the uh, doing the cool thing. I didn't think it was bad. Um, maybe he shouldn't have swiped that that uh, Annie's throat out. That was a little extreme. <laughs> maybe that was a little, little much. But um, I mean, it's Wolverine. He's got claws. You gotta you gotta do the thing with the claws, right? But the rest of the issue was basically Gene talking to a bird, and uh, and then Cyclops shows up for you know a page and a half. I do know Cyclops comes back during Rosenberg's Uncanny Run, which. I mean, we might do an uncanny X-lapsed once we're caught up with Hoxbox Docs, because I do very much want to see how that happened. If you've listened to these programs, you'll know Cyclops is my favorite, so I'd really like to know how he came back. I, I, I'm i not even 100% on how he died in the first place. I know it happened with some sort of kerfuffle with the Inhumans, but uh, the Inhumans are Christonite. I, I, I can't deal with Inhumans. <laughs> I really can't. But uh, maybe one of these days we'll, uh, I'll get to the bottom of it and, and we'll talk about it on the show, or one of the shows. But uh, I am very interested in, in Rosenberg's Uncanny Run, uh, especially with as much as I enjoyed uh, this run on the Return of Jean Grey for the most part. He's a uh, writer 
who I probably wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup before I read this. And now I'm really, really intrigued to see what he did with the, uh, the team in its entirety. And now I'm sitting here wondering if it's, like, incredibly obvious to everyone listening that I have so little to say about this issue because there really isn't much to it. Um, the art was, uh, was good. It was good art, except for that one rather uh, odd panel of Jean Grey, which not not a good look. Other than that, though, zero complaints for the art. I thought it looked really, really good. Overall, though, um, as a concluding chapter, I mean, if you're reading this in collected edition, and this is, you know, this is a, a Chris Chestnut here. This is something I say a lot. If you're reading this as part of a collected edition, you may not even notice that there isn't a whole lot to this chapter if you're reading it all in one go, right? As we did read it, chapter by chapter, it's a little bit more apparent to us that this issue was devoted to the aha and a conversation with a bird. So, as I've said probably a half dozen times already, uh, underwhelming, a little unsatisfying, but overall as a miniseries, uh, The Return of Jean Grey was, uh, was a real good time. I would recommend it. I would probably recommend it to read it all in one all in one go if you can get it in collected edition or however you get these books i'd read them all in one go i wouldn't space them out week to week like i did on this program i think you'll get a lot more out of it and um maybe the seams will be a little bit less noticeable than they were here uh doing this week to week but um yeah that's uh, i think i dragged this out as far as i can <laughs> i want to thank everyone for sticking around if in fact you did uh, I'm not sure what the next Sunday special series is going to be on the channel. Uh, if anybody has any recommendations or suggestions, please feel free to let me know. And if you would like to let me know, there's a few ways you can do so. You can find me on Twitter at Ace Comics. Also by email, you can get me at 90sxmen at gmail.com. For blog posts and show notes, you can uh, go to chrisisoninfiniteearths.com. We also have the X-Lapsed page and all the... Return of Jean Grey episodes will be there now. That is xlapsed.chrisisoninfiniteearths.com. You can talk to us about X-Men, anything you want, really, at uh, 90s X-Men on Facebook. That's our little group. And you can listen to the entirety of the Chris and Reggie audio archives at chrisandreggie.podbean.com. I do those plugs. That is like the hundredth day in a row I've done those plugs, and I never get them out good. <laughs> or never get them out right. I always stumble. You should see my editing software here. The Audacity has so many lines on it, it's uh, it, it's it's got a lot of lines on it. I can't even think of a uh, something to compare it to. But it's got a lot of lines on it. But that's where we'll put a pin in it for today. One more great big thank you to everyone for sharing your time with me today. It really means, it means the world to me. It means more than it probably should. So thank you all so, so much. And until next time, as always, I'll talk to you again real soon. See ya. Oh